Welcome to the Recruitment Rollercoaster Podcast. My name is Hisham Azuz, and this is the show where I bring to life the true failures, the true successes, and the true learnings from recruiters and recruitment business owners. My mission is for this podcast to become the place for recruiters to learn from others and to give a real insight into what it's like to work in the industry so those considering a career in recruitment know exactly what they're getting into. Welcome to the Recruitment Rollercoaster Podcast. My name is Hisham Azuz, and today I am joined by Alicia Teagle, who is one of the co-founders of SR2 Recruitment, and um, who is an all-round legend, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> but um, look, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. I know, obviously, uh, you've been meeting clients and everything, but you're from Bristol. I am indeed Bristol Very born well and bred. Very proud to come in to, uh, to do a podcast. Thank you. Um, so look, big thank you. And look, where I um, always love to start, mm. let's go back to uh, the story as to how Alicia Teagle got into recruitment. How did that happen? Let's start there. Alan Sugar. Okay. <laughs> um, do you know what? My story is so similar to yours. Really? So I did two seasons in Iron Upper. Oh God. Yeah. What was your shot Iron Upper, Iron Upper. Yeah, I really? was shot girl. You can make Podium an absolute dancer. killing as a shot girl, can't you? <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. literally an absolute killing. Yeah, it's it was joke. amazing. Um, best two summers. I actually got swine flu my last season. Really? So my dad had to come out and get me. Oh, yeah. savage. Yeah, really bad. Um, Why did you pick Iron Upper? Did you like go to there on holiday year before? No, it was just literally, I was actually supposed to be going to Cyprus with my ex-boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. And so that was all booked. Got a suitcase for my birthday. Yeah, the tickets yeah. were inside. Then we split up a couple of months before the girls were going out to Ionapa. So I was like, oh, I could just change my flights. We're already going to Cyprus oh and go to Ionapa. And you stayed out there? And I stayed out there. Oh my God. So you went from going to on a couple's holiday yeah, to, to doing a season in Ionapa? Yeah, Jesus for four Christ. months at, four months each, each year. So That's yeah, class. it was amazing. Um, then when I got back, I joined an insurance company. Really? Yeah. So oh, I joined wow. Liverpool Victoria Insurance, oh, nice. LV. Um, did sales for like two years. Absolutely loved it. Yeah. Um, and then sort of got the phone phobia and just was like, it's I need tra- to it's do It's just transactional, bit. isn't it? Yeah, I just needed to do something more. So I moved into a sales trainer yeah. uh, role with LV. I was with LV for about four and a half years. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Um, and then from LV, I decided, you know, my time was up there, um, moved over to RAC as oh, yeah, one of their yeah. sales trainers, senior sales trainers. And sorry, RAC, I just didn't like your culture. So, <laughs> um, and baffled me some of the ways of working, but really? hopefully it's changed. And I was there for eight months. And during that eight months, I had seen some recruitment things going on. And mm. I was like, shall I give this did, a go? Did you, have, did you have any exposure with agencies at that point? Um, we used to no. do a lot. We used to do a lot with LV. No, oh, okay. nothing. I did went everything direct, enough, so I never. Enough. I don't think I'd ever been for an agency. Fair enough. Okay. Um, and then, anyway, yeah. Eight months at RIC, saw some recruitment things, and you know, you get sucked in by the money. Oh, you can make a hundred grand a year. Yeah, woo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I thought, yeah, let's give it, give it a go. I was making really good money at LV on the phone as a trainer. Then going from. I, was prob- I think I was maybe on about 35 grand a year base as a sales, tra- sales trainer yeah, yeah. to seeing something that's 17 grand I was like oh my god what am I thinking but really? you know what like wow. let's give it a go um, and when I start, when I thought oh I'm going to do recruitment I found Oliver George who are a rector rec in Bristol um, got contacted by Max Max was like right we're going to send you to all of these companies and I was just like oh my 
God, what am I doing? I yeah, can't yeah, interview yeah. all these places. Anyway, went in. I think I interviewed eight places. I got, not being beheaded, I got offered all eight. Really? Um, and I chose a very small company of four people um, to join. Biggest mistake I've ever made. Actually, that's a complete lie. It's not the biggest mistake. <laughs> it was a... It led me to a lot of things. So it was yeah, a, cool, a cool. blessing in disguise. Yeah, yeah, sure. So joined a really small company called Stream. I thought, yeah, four people, they can teach me everything I know. I'll yeah, get fully yeah, supported. Yeah, yeah. The owner's next to me. It was awful, awful, right, okay. awful. And then um, as soon as I joined, I obviously learned about LinkedIn, put on LinkedIn that I was here. Chris, who's um, my business partner um, and MD of, of SR2, messaged me and said, why have you joined there? You need to come and speak to me. Really? I know your friends. I know that you'll How be amazing. How did you know Chris at that point then? Uh, not really, through friends of friends. Okay, okay. Um, like So he just saw that you went there on LinkedIn and he was already in recruitment yes. and obviously knew the market. Yeah, so he <clears> had already done Opus. He was then at Randstad as sales director for Bristol and he messaged me. He was three weeks into the role um, and yeah, I went and met him on, it's a funny story actually, went and met him after work and... Um, yeah, he told me all about Ransad and I was like, oh my God, I've made a really bad decision. I'm not going to do recruitment. He's like, you are, this is how I'm, I'm going to make you yeah, amazing. Yeah. Sold me the dream and I was like, okay. And he's like, you need to come back, meet my, um, meet Mike, who's the, the MD of, of Ransad Tech. Tomorrow lunch, I'll meet you here. And I was like, okay. So I went for lunch and I'm sat in the restaurant and the owner of your current owner company, of the current company oh, just walks shit. past like this and Did I'm you have like, red hair at that point as well oh god no I'm naturally blonde I'm only red because I'm like pushing 30 and I think I'm having a midlife crisis <laughs> um, but yeah so anyway oh, wow. I walked back into the office after getting the offer and I was like I'm going to join you and I just said I'm leaving he was like yeah I guessed that but I'm not paying you I said well you do need to pay me because I've been there like three yeah, weeks yeah, yeah. Um, anyway got the money joined Randstad as Chris's first hire and we had an absolute ball for, ball time. Ball wow. for three years. That's quite similar, isn't it? Yeah. Wow, yeah. that's crazy. So that was it. And then yeah, yeah, yeah. the rest okay. is history, should we so, say. Very quickly, because I always like yeah. to ask. Um, so before you... So did you like research recruitment then basically? Like what, what did you have a perception of recruitment before you started looking into it or not really? Um not really. I didn't know it no, no one that I knew was in recruitment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so, so what made you think I wanted to get into recruitment then? Job adverts, just the really? money. Yeah, just, just the, money. the money and thinking, oh yeah, let's just give this a go. I had no idea what it entailed. Nothing. Really? No. Literally no But I knew it was sales. I was good at sales yeah, from, yeah, yeah, from yeah. what I'd done in the past, but yeah. nothing. I just thought, I'm one of those people that will just try something yeah, and if it works, yeah. it works. If it doesn't, so, it doesn't. If you don't mind me asking, yeah. how old was you at that point when you had to take a pay cut? 23? Really? Yeah. Just living at home? No. Mm, I think oh, no. so. Yeah, yeah, I was living with dad. Yeah. Cause, so, because like, what did you have to take like ten k more pay cut? Yeah, I went that's from class. I went from thirty five grand to seventeen grand. Really? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, Absolutely and then I was that. like, shit, what have I done? <laughs> but like, and ev- they tell you that this is the pay cut that you're going to do. However, do this, mm, do this, do this, yeah, do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I knew that straight away yeah. that I was going to be skin and I needed to make some serious money so I needed to work yeah, hard and yeah. I'm not afraid of hard yeah, work so class. I just got on with it so very quickly like just just before we dive into the Randstad so how yeah. long was you at Randstad uh three and a half years okay cool so um look you don't have to be super personal but like why why was that first place not great because I think people can learn from that right what did you learn because a lot of people might be listening to this who are considering recruitment or may end up in a company that are like oh fuck what have I done like what were some of the things that that you recognized after you'd met them in interview and stuff like that do you know what I mean yeah what things did you realize 
from the small company yeah for the first place and uh, and completely agree like i've yeah. said this to the girls that i've hired who said i don't want to do recruitment again i've joined this place it's not That's right for I mean. me i never want to do it again i'm like no come on yeah, yeah, yeah um i joined a small company thinking that they were going to be able to give me all their time and invest everything into me um and sitting next to the owner of the business yeah that's what i joined the company i did yeah so it would be a great thing um and to be honest the owner used to sit in the coffee shop outside and look up at us and wave and on our first my first hour he said call this person and i said okay but what do i say and he was like just go with it and I was like yeah but I have no idea about this company I don't know what I'm saying I don't even know what Java is like how am I like I can't wing it that much yeah Yeah. I can wing something but not being an hour into a brand new industry a brand new role surrounded by all blokes being the only female Mm. and just going oh shit I Mm. can't do this Mm. so straight away I was on the back foot thinking I'm not doing this I feel so uncomfortable Yeah, yeah, yeah um and so, it so didn't it was, work, okay. and that won't for me. So would so okay, so but in the interview process then, like looking back, was there any key things that people could look out for? Do you know what I mean? Like, um, you, to be fair, they sold me the dream. Really? Yeah, they sold me the dream of small company, this is what you're gonna get. This is yeah, this yeah, was yeah. the support which you can always people can do in doing interviews. How many people and did you meet? Everyone. Two people, so the mm. the two well the main main yeah, yeah. main cheese yeah and uh and, yeah. and the second so, guy that's difficult that isn't it yeah and it was it was me probably being gullible and also the rector and sorry max if you do listen to this, <laughs> um but don't work with companies that aren't going to be right for someone yeah, as well yeah. like get to know your candidate whether now as a recruiter or a rector yeah, yeah, yeah. and understand what their motivations are or yeah. or their type of personality and put them in places where they're going to thrive rather than just yeah. hoping that you're going to get it's yeah, going to get I paid think, and then that, it's that rebate happened, i mean look that happened so much which is why as you said you've now hired people that ended up going into a recruitment company that was so far aligned with who they are mm. that then their their perception of recruitment is is just shite. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? I th- and I think it is a mixture of that, isn't it? It's a mixture of people have really bad experiences in recruitment, so then they get spat out of the industry and then they don't like using recruiters. Yeah. And then you have businesses that then deal with shit recruiters as well. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Um, okay, so um, at Randstad for over three years, mm-hmm. obviously that's a totally different ball game, isn't it? Obviously yeah. they're, they're a huge company um so how big was your team when you joined was it just you and chris no there was about so chris was brought in because it wasn't doing well the okay. technology brand so ransom obviously the huge piece it is yeah. their technology brand was one in london and one in bristol and it was um it just wasn't doing well so chris was been brought in to revamp it yeah. and and smash it out um everyone had been there for like six six-ish years really? and there was two guys who'd been there for experience but only a couple of months so there was about seven eight of us in bristol and there was about 20 in london um okay so he was part of this big beast but it didn't feel like it probably yeah exactly um but i trusted chris i he's changed my life so um and he taught me everything that Mm. i knew Mm. um but with randstad yes it is a smaller company but you the training you go away for Mm. a week in Luton, Luton's not the best place, but the trainer, you learn the <laughs> yeah, ins and outs. Really a, a trainer is sat next to you. My first sales call, she was sat next to yeah, me going, right, this well, is a bit the different sport. to the guy over at the coffee shop. Exactly. <laughs> um, so I think it's all the, the support and it's the same. It's the S3s, it's the Haze, it's the Ransack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't fault how they produce. Learning, development, training, exactly. people, yeah, that's fair enough. Okay. That comes from that. And then the industry that you went in was tech from day one. Yep, tech from day one, 
software development. Software development, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. So um, let's talk a bit. How were your first 12 months then? I always like to dive into that. Um, like, I... I did really well. Really? Um, yeah, I did my first deal within three weeks, which was really random because I printed off. Back in the day, I used to print off CVs. I don't know whether everyone used what, to do and then, that. And, do what and I just used to have folders. And I used to write on CVs. Wow. I'm such a tree killer. Really? Yeah. Well, I don't why. <laughs> I just used to print off CVs, every CV, write notes on them and then put them in folders. I don't know. It was my way of working. It worked. It's weird. Everyone told me, not told me off, but said, stop fucking yeah, printing yeah, yeah, yeah. off CVs. Do you still do that now? No, no, oh no, no. I don't even know where CVs are. I just find them somewhere. <laughs> They're normally like, like yeah, in a folder yeah, yeah. or somewhere yeah. in the cloud. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in terms of, I, I printed off a CV and then Chris was sat next to me and he said, this guy's perfect for that. Where have you found him? And I said, oh, I just got his CV on a piece of paper with all my notes in it. He said, send him to him here. Mm. Um, did and did my first deal within three weeks. Cheers. Um, and then I was like, amazing. I'm oh great God, at recruitment. Yeah, this is so good. But then I didn't do a deal for four months. Um, for four months? Yeah, after wow. that first deal. I had three offers um, accepted and then re- and then turned around. Fucking and I can remember the third one. Um, I At Randstad, we had like a fire exit and then... Um, somewhere that you looked over and there was a nightclub underneath and that was the smoking area and I said I'm going I'm jumping off (laughs) (laughs) I remember Chris coming to get me and just being like stop me such drama queen get inside (laughs) and I was like okay okay calm down and then I smashed out 140 grand in the first year in the first year yeah so so yeah so you did so you did 140k over really what um eight eight months really yeah eight-ish months yeah and Won wow. loads of stuff. I mean, one like newcomer of the year, one yeah, to watch. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, and it just okay. sort of went on. Let, let's break that down, and I think mm. we can get a lot of value out of that. So, I think it's one of those, isn't it? Like when you do get it, the when you get the deal so quickly, it's also a bit of like it can also damage you a bit because you're like, oh, this is easy, blah blah. Yeah. blah do you know what I mean? Exactly. So, but let, let's talk about those because a lot of people would probably quit in those four months. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? That you had. Because, like, again, there's not... Like, the fact that you still remember the exact... You probably remember exactly how you felt as well. Do yeah. you know what I mean? The, that's obviously it's so difficult to ride those waves of blanking and, and having those fallouts and those things. So, I guess, what what did you learn through those four months, if you think about it? Like, what what, did, what kept you through... Kept, kept picking yourself back up in those things? Like, how did you get through that? I think... And I'm going to go back to him again, but Chris has been my support. Okay, cool. Um, and also the team. I was I was the only female in Randstad for nine months, and I was surrounded by men who literally lifted me up and supported me. Really? And Amazing. made me feel... And they were all different ages from my age yeah, to yeah. Johnny was what probably... I don't want to say because I'm probably going to run like four, <laughs> in yeah, his 40s. Yeah, yeah. And so you had a lot of support around Yeah, you. loads of support. And they were all willing to give up their time and it didn't matter like if they were going to see me succeed. I was first in the office last yeah, leaving. So it wasn't your work ethic. Um, and... Yeah, and I knew I was doing something right because I was getting offers but they just mm. weren't going in for some reason. So it's a training thing that I wasn't maybe qualifying them enough yeah, and yeah, things yeah. like that. But um, I always say the biggest thing in recruitment, no matter what, is resilience. Like, oh, yeah, massively. That is the biggest thing. And I say that to absolutely everyone. And when I've been asked about it a number of times, you've got to be resilient and yeah, you've just yeah, got yeah. to go, do you want tomorrow's a new day? Because otherwise you will quit. Yeah, because yeah, this yeah. job can be the shittest job yeah, in the whole definitely. world or it can be the best job in the yeah. whole wide world. So, so I think what you talk, so I think where, where, if you are experiencing 
couple of bad months, right? It's like, okay, well, who who can I speak to around who's experienced that can help me understand why this is happening? Yeah. Is it part of the process? Those things. Because mm-hmm. I think I definitely experienced the same thing. It took me three or so months and I had a couple of offers, these things. And my boss, I always remember, he kept saying like, Hisham, keep doing what you're doing. It's like, the, it's the right, it is going to yeah. pay off. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Obviously, I only ended up building 24K my <laughs> first year. But still, like, he kept saying like, Hisham, keep doing what you're doing, blah, blah, blah. So, I think what you're talking about there is when you are having those really difficult months, it's like, especially when you're early on in your career, it's like, actually, this is, this is, the long, this is a long-term play. Yeah. So I think it's just about trying to very quickly cultivate some perspective, isn't it? And go, okay, well, what can I learn from this? Like, my recruitment career is going to be longer than four months, so what can I learn from this and then do better next time? Yeah. Um, okay, that's really cool. So I guess, what did you, what did you end up doing differently then to, to build that much... Um, by the end of year one do you know what I mean what 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 ended up what changed my the first deal that I did was like a really random role maybe like an android dev for example and I think that happens a lot in recruitment when someone new comes in and we always say with the newbies that that we've got and newbies that came into Ransad we sometimes the experienced person just give them a job that's exclusive work on that and fill it it's not going to be in your market but you're on your way then gives them confidence yeah exactly Um, and it was a really random role and then I literally learned the ins and outs of Java, like really? everything I could from the candidates, all the companies, like just did the basics really well. Mm. Um, and I was just relentless and I just really? kept going and kept doing the same thing. I had a day planner every single day and I was the only one who had a day planner in the whole really? office. Um, and I just went and I just did, th- I did that. I did the you basics really work. well and I broke it down and just went for it. But understanding your market um, it's so easily to get sidetracked. Say, for example, if you win a big client and there's so many different roles and you're like, oh, money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as soon as you're working, a network engineer, a first-line support, third-line support, a Java developer, a C-sharp, an iOS dev, like that's where it all goes wrong. Stick yeah. to one thing that you're really good at and find out everything about it, know yeah, the ins yeah, and outs. Yeah. And that's when good advice. Things, so, so things hit off. People early, people early on then, how, so you said you were relentless, but how did you go about doing that? For, obviously, a lot of people say through the candidates, right? So literally shert up and listen and, and speak to your candidates and find out about the market, right? Through them. Yeah, and exactly. then did you just, in your own time as well, actually really research the industry, the people, the businesses as well. Yeah. And as I said, super lucky to be surrounded by people who were like, 10 years into recruitment Mm. who knew what they were talking about like I wasn't around people who didn't know who were just trying to trying to blag it like they knew what they were on about and I'm I'm quite interested in technology as well myself oh really yeah so I'm not a developer I've tried to code I'm awful at it really um and I'm never doing it again (laughs) um but it does excite me and I do get it so um yeah, I encourage you. To yeah, learn speak to candidates, ask questions, be open, and just be yeah. like a human being, and like they want to tell you about themselves. Who, exactly. Who so doesn't let enjoy the, doing so that? So let them. Yeah, totally. like, we're doing it now. Yeah, totally. Um, totally. Yeah, let them tell you about it. Op- ask open questions. Don't shut it down, and just yeah, and just be friends with them. Make friends. Be chilled. Be cool. Yeah, yeah. And and get to know them, and they'll respect you enough to open up. Yeah, sooner cool. rather than like later. That. So very quickly then, before we talk about the things that went on after like i get a lot of questions <clears throat> that people want advice or help with like bd because obviously that mm-hmm. that I, I found out really hard initially and um so ha- did you just crack on with that you, you're probably someone that just cracked on and just did it like <laughs> have you got any advice for people early on 
My first client call, and I can remember, and Laura was sat next to me, who is the trainer for Randstad. Yeah. And I picked up the call to Kevin Ling Ying, who is the CTO at Future Publishing. Yeah. And ring, ring. He answered, hello, Kevin. Hi, Kevin, it's Alicia. Hi, Alicia. And I put the phone oh! down. <laughs> and I was like, and oh I literally God. can remember it. And I turned around and looked at Laura and she just went, what are you doing? And I was like... <laughs> Like, I don't know. I don't really know. I don't. She was like, calling back. I was like, I can't. She was like, calling back. I was like, okay. And I was like, hi, Kevin. I didn't really mean to. I was like, I tripped over the phone. That's class. And the, phone's, the phone pulled out. Anyway, and just like, mm. I, it was just a blur then. Yeah, it was yeah, just yeah, a blur. Yeah. But yeah, like, again. Would you tell people now then, who when they start yours, like, how do you help them get through that? Because it's hard. Um, Just get like everyone is here and I've heard it on your podcast I've heard it on a few people these are all human beings you're here to solve a problem find their pain Mm. solve their problem Mm. and by solving their problem don't be an asshole don't be a dick don't Mm. be in their face and find a really good candidate that they need Mm. and they'll speak to you and then build on that relationship but BD people are and I completely get with recruitment you're either a candidate driven person a client driven person 360 180 whatever just go for it. Like, what is the... I always say Dr. Pepper, what's the worst that can happen? That's yeah. what I always say to people. Really? Like, really? What is, what is the, the worst way, yeah. thing? No, They're not going to come round and yeah. stab you, are No, they? it's simple, but, like, it's good to ask yourself that when you are feeling a bit anxious and yeah. things like that, because it's like, literally, what is the worst that can happen? That phone, that person put the phone down. Like, yeah. that, that literally is it. And you're yeah. like a, a Muppet for a couple of seconds. Yeah. But that is literally it, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So um, what then What then went on for the next couple of years then? So did the thing just kept on getting better and better? Yeah. Um, really? Like, Randstad grew massively. Like, Chris did an amazing job. Um, we had, like, training academy. We got up to, like, 70 people. Like, really? London, yeah, In Bristol? Lo- yeah, London, like, shut down. Um and things were just going amazingly. Really? Um, yeah, I was doing really well. I was getting bought mulberries and the boutons the and dream. all things. Like, yeah, literally living the dream. We had the best time. Like, I was, like, mid-20s. I was going out. We were in Clifton. Yeah. And, it like, working with my best friends, yeah. who I absolutely loved. Like, it couldn't, couldn't have got better. Then management changed, senior up. Um, technology recruitment is, I believe, and, I, again, I don't know about, like, engineering, I think, is very similar. Maybe financial services as well, but tech is completely different beast in terms of recruitment say to like a business support recruitment or mm. education etc yeah, yeah. um and we had a new md who came in who was ranstad for years 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 uh, but was from business support and Got it was a completely markets. and it was a completely different way of working and yeah. like the kpis that were put in place and just a lot of things changed and we had an amazing couple of years which when we were left to our own devices, Chris was running it. He was running the show and he was doing amazing. Yeah. And honestly, we were making serious money for the business. Yeah. But, and we were all making great money ourselves. So I was a consistent, like, 180, 220 biller. And, um, yeah, that, and things just changed. Things, cha- things just yeah, changed. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, look, when things, are, when things are really great, that, I guess, look, that's the downside of big companies, right? Yeah, it's exactly. Like, you can be doing great in your own little bubble, which in your from your perspective, you're like, I'm making all this cash for this company. And then when things like things change, when you're like, hang on a minute, why does it need to change this way and those things? 
that it makes complete sense isn't yeah. it and that is a challenge when yeah. you work for a bigger company isn't it yeah and you can't like you don't have we were only in our own bubble no one knew who we were yeah. if we said Ransler Technology people were like huh and we're like we're this massive business but no one knew Ransler really? Tech we weren't on LinkedIn we were just doing really well just keeping ourselves to ourselves really? and it was madness and we we're like we're not sharing about things we're not doing anything extra well it's just coming in doing the job really really well not being dicks not mm. being assholes just doing what we do just doing the right thing. and it's and it's working but we're not screaming or shouting about it because we can't because we've got a big beast of france dad looking down on us we don't have any autonomy there's kpis that were ridiculous mm. in place and time, time had, time had come. Mm. So is um, that when you? And then did you leave to set up SR2 then? Or? So um, Chris set up SR2. I had already. So the business was was sort of in plan again. I didn't know much about it. I'd already left, um, and then was was contacted by Chris to say, "Do you want to come and come and?" start SRT. SRT basically yeah, yeah, yeah. okay um, and, right. then, and then so then how long have you been running SRT now 19 months 19 months yeah so still still quite early still, isn't it? still, still very early okay. it's I have no brain but <laughs> it's good well before we dive into all that like what so billings wise yes what's been your best year then probably gonna be this year really yeah which is insane because I do a million other things and I just think, how do I still continue to yeah, bill? Yeah, yeah. Um, but probably, the, I probably on, I, I think I'll do about 260, 280 this yeah. year. Okay. Um, and it's all, it's sort of predominantly perm you do, isn't it? Yeah, I do perm. I've got a contract book of about, I don't even know what my con. I don't contract, but maybe three grand a week. Okay. Yeah. So right. I do dual desk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't go out to contracts, don't go after contract stuff is normally from my perm clients that, have, yeah, yeah, yeah. that need a contractor yeah, rather yeah, sure. than specialising in contract because sure. I've always done perm is what I know is what I'm yeah, good yeah, at yeah. and my candidates, my network is perm. Mm. So Okay. So let's let's talk about more recent times then. Mm. So I guess let's talk about initially, I think there's a lot, there'll be a lot of people listening that um, are thinking about setting up on their own and, and have those thoughts and may even be in a big company, like literally probably the identical background, right? So what, what things have you learned early on that like obviously it's totally different to being employed right so yeah. i guess what what things have you learned early on by being obviously a shareholder in sr2 and it being your own business that you can talk about that be useful? um that when you walk in on day one and you turn on the computer and you look at a database which maybe if you had an old database at a big company there's like I mean, back in oh, the day, your cell was, our database got half a million people <laughs> on it. Um, to go in, we have no people on the database. Crazy. The only person that was on the database that Chris put on was Jordan Warren. Jordan Warren was actually, we employed him at Randstad, but he was internal recruiter at UCAS in Cheltenham. Oh, really? And we just knew. <laughs> so we just yeah, put him on. We were like, yeah, one, one person. person, person. Database. Our database is awful. Like, really? I don't even know. Like, mm. we just don't have a database. Our database is up here and really? yeah, LinkedIn and our networks. Um, but starting a business, <laughs> I mean, it's just, do you know what? It's the hardest thing I've ever, ever done. Really? But the hardest thing that it's challenged my, my brain mm. so differently, but also challenged myself as a person. Like I've had the most up and down in terms of like, not mental health, but anxiety yeah. and um, 
expectation like I've got a, I come from a very successful family really yeah who work really hard I've got that I wasn't good at school I got yeah I got some GCSEs but then I was like nah I'm, I'm out yeah um went into beauty and hairdressing as you do when you're really? a 17 year old girl and don't know what to do when you when um, you say you had a really successful family what do you mean um so my family just uh, great business owners they okay. own a very successful um Bus and Coach Company, okay, um, which is very well known. So, what, what did they say when you was, were going line up at that? <laughs> Go for it. Just don't <laughs> expect me to pay for your phone bill, which, which I did. Uh, did up, uh, yeah. Fair enough. But they made like I went to work when I was fifteen. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. they still. I've, that I've, early on. I got bought my car, but that was it. Yeah, like, yeah, fair enough. Everything else so didn't is, give it, is my give everything thing. to you. No, no, silver spoon. No, nothing. Fair enough. Um, and so the expectation, but not only from my family, but for the expectation that I've put on myself and that I think um, that I've given out to the market being a female business owner and mm. co-founder and everything that I do, I've set an expectation and I drive myself mad sometimes because I can't deliver that expectation yeah, that yeah. I work myself to the you're, ground. You're very, you're very critical of yourself. Yeah, massively. Oh my God, I overthink absolutely everything and it drives myself really? mad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like be like prepared to go on a roller coaster of complete emotions that you would yeah. never imagine. Mm. Um, because you care so much about a business and because there is so much on the line, there's a house like Chris's house on the line. And mm. I know you won't mind me saying that, but to make the business work within our first month of starting SR2, we sat in Piccolino's. We all went, We're never going to do this, Chris. You're just going to have to move in with me, really. <laughs> um, but we were only joking, it was only because, of course, we're not going to do it in our first month, but we wanted to smash it. And to yeah. be fair, after we looked back and in our, our four months, we were like, Oh, we've we've done our target for the yeah. for, for six months in three, yeah. So yeah. that and just expect a crazy amount of emotion mm. but passion yeah, like yeah, yeah. emotional passion well, I and think, obviously look if you're going from being employed like you, you're not going to start your own business unless it's something that I mean the, the buck stops with you ultimately doesn't it yeah, yeah, so exactly. that obviously ties into like the standards that you have for yourself yeah. and you feel you'll feel every deal you'll feel like every, yeah be you, prepared to be skint as well because really. 35 to 17 imagine six figures down to a very small salary that really? you do take for your own business. We're not going to say, yeah, we're all going to take the same yeah, salary yeah, as what yeah, we yeah. had. So even that. So how, so how have you, um, has there, has there been, has there, obviously I know you, you've, you've done really well, but was there any times where you're looking around at Chris, each other and like, fuck, like we're in a bad, really bad place. Or like, was it all, has it always been pretty positive to be fair? Yeah. It's like, really? it has. Yeah. Like fair we enough. haven't, of course there's some months that are better than others and yeah, we yeah, lost yeah. money for one month, but then we're like, well, look at what our pipeline is yeah, for the next yeah, month. Yeah. So we haven't had that. Are we going to have it? Yes, probably. Um, but not in like our first year is when you go, right, we've got a loan to pay off because we're self-funded. We're yeah, not yeah. anyone else. We're, um, so we have to pay, pay that off. And that was a big focus, mm. but yeah, we haven't we haven't had that. Yeah, touch wood. Yeah, nice. touch like wood. So, but of course, we've had times where we've hated each other and yeah, yeah. almost wanted well, to emotions, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So how so how have you managed those? Like, because you know what I mean. Like, that's how have you have you through that process? Have you f- ended up doing the things that have really helped those times where you're like, oh my god, like mind's eye is through the roof. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Have you have you there, is there anything now that you do every day or that you've learned that's helped because even when you're employed and if you're listening and you have your own business that's the hardest thing isn't it it's it's it, ultimately it's understanding that you are going to have to ride these waves it's mm-hmm. okay to feel the things that you are feeling but you need to get better at 
um, managing those those emotions, right? Mm. So, oh, yeah, you, and what, hide what, them from yeah, other people. Yeah, especially, yeah, when yeah. you're employing new people and these things. So, like, what have you ended up doing anything that, that has really helped? Yeah, um, like, as, throughout definitely the last two years, my friendships have changed quite a lot from starting business because they don't understand. Not I've as got, an outside of work, yeah? Yeah, outside of work. I've got the most amazing group of friends. Mm. Um, but sometimes they don't get it. Um, they don't understand when they're like meeting up after work and I'm still at work or that I'm away all the time or I'm talking at events. They're just like, they don't necessarily get it. So I haven't really had them. Yeah, I can speak to them, but all they do is go, you're amazing, you can keep doing this. So it's all positive stuff just to up me, but I don't really need that. But you need a bit more than that. Yeah, exactly. I am very good I've got a dog called Boris okay um, who's black lab he's 10 and a half boy when I was 18 oh wow um, and he's amazing he's my best friend he comes everywhere with me so he's um, helped you out this is really weird that I speak on, to him on. but I actually do tell him really like I, how you I feeling go, on that Boris I've had a shit day <laughs> <laughs> that's close and he's just like and I'm like oh come on love me okay um, but, so and, what is that though is that you getting things off your chest yeah things off your chest but and that's like and I'm going to big him up again but with Chris I tell him everything he knows that as soon as I'm in a bad mood as soon as there's something yeah. wrong like he's just got me he's just yeah, got my yeah, brain yeah, yeah. or and he's like That's just amazing. an amazing person that I will run to him and I will go mad so you're someone that just needs but to but locked ourselves in a room out of the way yeah, of everyone yeah, yeah. else you just need to release yeah you're someone that just needs to some people just want to write shit yeah. down you like to talk to dogs yeah talk talk to Chris and then I'm but I'm literally fine then. But once you get it off your chest, yeah. you feel much better. Yeah. So anyone that's listening, if you haven't got a dog... Get one. Speak to your war. So, I don't know, speak to yeah. something. Yeah. Right? Speaking but is I, the best thing I guess ultimately it's just get... It's actually getting what you're thinking in your head and like out. And yeah. there is something in that in terms of feeling an actual relief of writing something down or, or share, um, just shouting it about it or whatever, right? And, get, and like, I've been, I've been to, I've been approached by a mentor, I've been approached by two now, actually. Um, well, they've approached you, what, as in they want to mentor you? Mm. Okay. Um, That's interesting. Yeah. And, like, I was like, okay. And, like, these are and big What was that people. like, then? As in, like, what, they, what, how, do, how did that go? Did they approach you and was like, I'm, oh, like, what are you doing? Da, da, da. One of them was through someone. Okay. Um, and did went to the event. Did you a mentor? I hadn't ever thought about it. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's so, interesting. Um, yeah. And then I went to one event and it was amazing. It was such a good event. Um, and thinking about maybe doing that, but I think it's also got a lot of people and I'd rather have one. But I went to an event last week. I don't know whether he'll mind me saying, I'm sure he won't, but I was at an event the other day and we were all sat on different tables. And What event is this? Um, is this for? was the Tech Talent Charter okay, okay, in Cheltenham. Okay. Um, which is diversity and inclusion. I've been to two in the last week. Yeah. Um, but this one, and I sat on the table and we had an activity halfway through and my whole table, and we were all split up. So I only took, sure, I took one of the girls with me, but she was yeah. sat on a different table. It was all walks of life, all different yeah, people yeah, yeah. and sat down and we did an activity and they said, okay, what do you all do for diversity and inclusion? And the whole table was silent and just like, yeah. And I thought, God, I'm going to have to speak, aren't I? <laughs> and I just went, okay, so this is all that I do. Yeah. And then halfway through, I thought, Alicia, shut up, because all of these people are going to want to speak to you after, <laughs> which is not a bad thing, which is not a bad thing, yeah. but I'm just like crazy busy at the moment. So yeah, I think, yeah, oh my yeah, God, yeah, yeah. no more people, please. Yeah. Um, but this is a good thing. Um, but anyway, he is the head of HR business partner for Elsevier. It's okay. a huge business. Um, and he messaged me after and was like, I need to speak to you. Really? And he got on the phone to me and 
I had him on last I don't know why I had him on last week only for like a couple of minutes I was doing something yeah and he I've never had someone speak so like amazingly about me and I was literally like Wow. Oh my god. That. He was literally like, You're the most inspirational, amazingest person I've ever met. Like, you are amazing. And I was just like, All right, like, mm. bloody hell. Yeah, yeah. I was like, When well, he feels like he can help you. Yeah. And it yeah, was, that's amazing. and I just, I was just shocked. I was like, What? You really want to help me? He's like, Yeah, I want to mentor you through mm. your life. Really? And I was like, Okay. That's awesome. Maybe let's talk about it. But yeah. then, yeah. And, that's really cool. Yeah, that was only last week, so there's obviously is nothing yeah, set in no, stone but still, or anything. I think, um, well, look, I think if from what the way you're describing Chris and these things, Chris is a mentor to you. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. totally that. So I think look, I think I've, we're all mentors to each other in different ways because we're all so different. Like mm. Chris has brought us together, and his speciality is people really? and knowing the little special things knowing about what, different what people. Get, yeah, 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 yeah. And he's brought all four of us together as co-founders because he sees something different in all of us and we work so well together. Really? Yeah. Well, that's what makes him a good recruiter, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, cool. So speaking to your dog has helped. Yes. Getting things off your chest. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I think from day one, it seems like you've been surrounded by some amazing, amazing people. Mm. So if you're, look, 80% of the recruitment industry only employ up to nine people. Yeah. So I think if, if you are listening and you do feel lonely right now, because a lot of people do, right? When they go set up on their own, these things, I think that's the thing that I'm sure you're super grateful for Chris and everyone around you mm-hmm. I think your story there is that actually share your story or, or reach out to people that can help um and that is going to be really beneficial so I think I think it seems like through that process having those people around you those things have have really helped yeah so I guess and 100% like if like I'm I haven't got loads of time, but if anyone yeah, yeah, yeah. like wants, well, I, th- I think I think it's interesting. So I think what you're trying to say is that you you need to you need to say no to you need to say oh. you've l- had to learn to say no to people. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I don't I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I no. think I think you mentioned your friends, and I can probably relate to this. I've got really good friends, but I think there'll be a lot of people listening to this who are setting up their own business or recruit at the moment, and when they are saying I'm working till eight pm or whatever, as soon as you say the word work to someone that doesn't quite get it mm-hmm. they instantly just um associate just like oh why have you got like why are you working do yeah, you know what yeah. i mean as soon as you say that yeah. word work I know. it's like oh why have you got why yeah do you know what i mean <laughs> and it's the thing at the end of the day it's like you've it's down you've got a you've got to build a, a network of people or friends etc that that get what do you know what i mean get yeah, what you what course. you what you're doing and that's why recruitment like you do you create amazing friendships exactly. through people that you yeah, work yeah, with yeah. because you're with them for 70 hours a week. Mm. Like, and you do. And all different recruitment companies have just got this group, this click, haven't they? Mm. That because you're all in, this, you're all in it together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell me a bit more about the business then, because what I find really interesting about you is um, obviously. So is it five percent that you give to charity? Yes. Yeah. Why do you do that? So SR two stands for Social Responsible Recruitment, and like I said earlier, we, we've been really good at, like, and been successful in terms of recruiters individually and as, as a group of people doing what we do best, but not shouting about it. And Why haven't you shouted such... about it? Oh, Randstad. Really? Not, not okay. letting us. But recruitment has got a bad name. That's yes. Not... It has. Of course it has. But me personally, I've never been a dick and yeah. I've never been... When I hear stories, I'm like, oh my God, like, how can you be like that as a human being? Like, how can you do it? Yeah. And that's all of us as well. Like, me, Nate, Steve and Chris, we've never been 
you just done the right thing yeah just done it right and loved our industry and loved what we do mm. so but we wanted to put people over profit I've always been a massive charity person so is Chris we all have and the book came from People Over Profit by Del Partridge and it's okay. an amazing book and everyone should read it but that's where the business idea came from that we wanted to give 5% of our profits back to underrepresented charities in Bristol and support our community, community yeah. I've mainly always recruited in Bristol I do quite a lot in London now um, but in terms of Bristol, I love Bristol. Like, you love it's Bristol. my city. I'm born and bred Bristol. You could probably tell by the accent. It's Have you got a Bristol tattoo? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I've just got Bristol City. Crap, that's my back. Um, up the gas. Oh, no, that's Bristol over. <laughs> no, oh, yeah. I don't do football. Well, I do do a bit of football, but only because blokes speak about all the time. Um, but yeah, so we wanted to give back to our community. Yeah. And not only with 5% of our profits, but we wanted to create a community driven recruitment company. Mm. And that was our mission and always has been. So it's nice to give back. Like, yeah, yeah. like we make a lot of money mm. as a business. Recruitment is really lucrative why not give back like yeah, it's yeah, yeah. like csr so it's, just, a, so it's just aligned with you guys thing. it's just aligned yeah. with you guys and it just makes us feel good and yeah. makes us work harder that we know that we're giving that money mm. to someone they really need it um, yeah that's awesome so yeah and we've given well in september we'd have given seventeen thousand pound really yeah just in September alone? Yeah. Or as in up to date? Oh, no, up to September. Yeah, yeah so, aim, so hopefully it'll be 17,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Okay. That, so. So, so how many people are you at now? So we are going to be 12 on Wednesday. 12 on Wednesday. Yes. Okay, cool. So I guess, so how do you now, how do you sell recruitment now to, to uh, new people that join? How do you sell recruitment? Um... To be fair, we've we haven't got anyone junior straight out of. Oh, have you always yeah, got they've always experience. got experienced fair people. Enough. So they've come to us which really? is amazing yeah apart from Shah and Shah took a little bit of work she was someone who had joined another company didn't get on shit. well and now she's absolutely you had to smashing sell her on it recruitment again. yeah and just say look every recruitment company's not the same no time so I took her for a wine we had a chat mm. and then so why do you think there. people come to you because we're completely different like mm. we are completely yeah, different says to that. every recruitment company yeah but just like we are like why are you we different? give we are we host and sponsor Six different meetups. Market leading events. Yeah. Bristol JavaScript. Yeah. PHP Southwest. Bristol Golang. Ladies to UX. Bristol DevOps and Cloud Native. I run Bristol Tech Volunteers, which is a completely different setup, but within SR2. Run Women Rock. We've got a really good name in the industry now that we've yeah, built yeah. up. Um, and we're, we're different in the way that like even our culture like everything is so chill you don't have one target you've got your annual target you go and do whatever you need to do to go and hit that really we don't care we've got a scrum board every monday and every wednesday we sit, we stand up and we go these are our candidates and then we move them across to interview and then we pledge and that's all we've got there's no targets against it mm. we have unlimited holiday we've got a financial advisor we've got um we do boot camp every monday lunchtime four o'clock finish one ten thirty finish a week flexible working one two hour lunch a week um like loads of, loads of benefits like we've created a, a culture which is just chill like you do whatever and everyone does things differently in our office you don't have to stick to one thing yeah, we will yeah, support yeah. you whenever however you want to do it but just go and do it the way that you want to mm. and if you're underachieving we'll help you if you're overachieving then of course just keep going but just do what you need to do to be successful and hit your annual target yeah, yeah, yeah. so so 
And the thing is, the thing is about that, there'll probably be a lot of people, look, you hear work-life balance so much now, right? And yeah. Flexible working and all that. And traditionally in recruitment, that hasn't, that hasn't really been the case, has it? So it's yeah. like, how, so there'll be a lot of people listening that, that do want a bit more autonomy and those things, do you know what I mean? But it can be challenging to get that within the businesses they're in. So how, how, obviously they could go join your company, but like, how can people, they have to build trust, right? Is, is what I think. They have to build trust and then they have to say why they want to work from home one day or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. how can, how can people, what's your view on, like, how, how can people get those types of benefits? Do you know what I mean? Because how can, how can they have more autonomy in their role? It's, it's challenging. I think, honestly, in recruitment, you can necessarily have the best work-life balance. Like, it's true. Mm. Because you need to, like, I'm, I'm a person that, and it's always been bred into me, like, I get in at half seven, I do the job boards, I do a 24-hour search, half seven every single morning. Like, that's just what I've always done, yeah, yeah. and I will always do it, okay? And okay. that's how I've seen success. Yeah, yeah. Not necessarily just from that, there's obviously loads of other things. Yeah. But, so that's my religion that, yeah, that's yeah. what I do um, and I think with recruitment the more you put in the more you get out yep. absolutely so work life balance comes with experience like yep. we wouldn't let someone do yeah. their work from home exactly um, to be fair we don't actually do work from home I mean we say if you need to work from, go for work from home but we don't like well I guess you give them autonomy in a way yeah but you give them autonomy in a way it's like this yeah. is the, this is what your target is you you approach it how you yeah. want to approach like it like they're all in the office though with not one one of the founders yeah, like yeah. they're just chilling doing what they need to do yeah, yeah because yeah. they've proved themselves they know what they're doing and because they respect us yeah and respect the business and love what they do. Like mm. all of them. We all love coming to work every day. Mm. Um, well, they tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, they do. Like the girls, bless God, like the girls. And it's because I, the girls do come to me. They yeah. speak to me a lot if they're having a bad day, if they're having a bad month, whatever. They'll speak to me. Like I go and I'll just buy them, like I'll go teach them on the way home, buy them a t-shirt that says you're a badass or something. <laughs> and then just leave it on their desk the next day. Yeah. It's just little things, isn't it? But they all do love. And they tell me, like they'll message me after work just saying, I love you. Really? And I'm like, I love you too. That's awesome. And that's like what we do is, is yeah, if, yeah, yeah. if I could put it in a jar and sell it and say this is yeah, how yeah. we've done it, then I, think, I would. But I think, just it, I think it's just, I think it's like, I think that you said it from the very beginning of this is like you, Chris, everyone else has been involved. Like you just do the right thing. Yeah. And look, I've, I've, I've sat down with a lot of people now and you'll be surprised how many times it does actually come down to that is like, look, if you're in recruitment for the long game, yeah. like, it's like be a be a good human like do yeah. the right thing and it will pay dividends yeah. long term we're like, not going to be taken over by a computer mm. we're, ne- we're never no, no, going to be taken over by a computer and good recruiters will always be there and recruiters will always be needed yeah. whether people shout about us or whatever they say yeah, we will yeah, yeah. always be needed so sure let's talk a bit about like some um tactical stuff then so you seem someone that's quite organized Oh God, do I? Yeah, no, I am. Yeah, I'm a yeah. So, look, no, a lot of people. A lot of people ask me. They they really like listening. So, look, you've been a very consistent biller, right? And that that's difficult to do that, especially now that you're running your own business as well. So, I guess, how do you structure your day? Let's talk a bit about that. Um, so you get in a half seven. Yeah, I get in a half seven. Um, that's early. Yeah, I drop off the dog. I start my day. I start my day at half Surprise five. I go to the gym. I listen to five podcasts. And that's <laughs> I no, I don't. don't have a dog in I the literally, office. yeah, He's not allowed in yeah, the office. yeah. No, but if I'm like out and about, then I'll all take right. him to my nan's. Fair so, enough. Fair enough. Um, so half seven. Half seven. Get in twenty four hour searches. Bish bash bosh. Oh, 
Um, what did you say? 24 what? 24 hour searches. What do you mean by that? So updates in the last 24 hours. Oh, right. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. All How long do you do that for? Probably takes me about 15 minutes. Okay. 20 minutes. Um, go get coffee. Yeah. Um, have a shake. Okay. I'm not I'm not a gym freak, by the way. This is just <laughs> so I, I used to do um, that first thing. So you're, what you're looking out for is if there's like a brand new candidate yeah, on there and then yeah. if you get hold of them, are you telling them to get off the job board? Yeah. Yeah, that's you're the right. approach, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what I had to do. Mobile to All right, cool, but, cool, cool. Um, it's rare nowadays to find a candidate on the job board, yeah, but if you yeah. don't do it, then you feel like you're... Still, oh yeah. God, but if, you, if, but if you're listening and you get someone on the job board, that, you have to get them off the job board. Get them off the job board. Period. Say, you will get a million Absolutely and one hounded. calls and you and will this hate is why your life. you should work with me. Yes, yeah, exactly. Okay. So you do that. Yeah, do that. Then grab a coffee and then usually go on... I don't scroll through LinkedIn like homepage because yeah. I just get distracted. Yeah. So just go on LinkedIn, recruit to see if I've got any messages. Um, my email's usually up to date because we're recruiters, we're on our emails 24 yeah, seven. Yeah. Um, and then I just, I don't know. I just get on. I just do what I need no, to do. On, what I'm do you do? There's more in there. Well, do you not, do you not block out different. Everything, every day is different. So do you not yeah, block so out time for BD sourcing? Like, no. Really? Um, I honestly, and I don't do BD. Really? Um, yeah, I don't do it. What, you're too fancy um, for it now. No, because I've got so I've like You've run got, a couple of big, big big accounts now that do take up like I, I don't need, I don't need to do it anymore. Fair I've got amazing clients that I love like that are my best friends now. Like just love yeah, yeah, working yeah, with enough. them and they're exclusive ca- clients. Candidates when you're in tech is a candidate driven market. There's yeah, not yeah. going to be millions of candidates. Um, and so, yeah, no, I don't, I don't do BD. Okay. Um, none of us, we don't have a structured day. You just really? do, yeah, you just do what you need to do. Like we don't have two to four or sales time, yeah, like we just don't I know, have but you, you've got to prioritise um, activities that are going to yeah, get you. Yeah, like I am doing, if I'm not organising events, I'm at a meeting, if mm. I'm doing a blog, if I'm speaking, yeah, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. there's all different things. My day is different. I could never, I organise my day every single day depending on what my diary says. Really? Um, but you and make then time I'll work to around it. it. Yeah, every That's single one. Yeah, so um, one of my ambassadors for Women Rock is Georgia Hopkinson, and she is the Agile coach at Ovo Energy, and she agiled my life a couple mean? of weeks ago. So Agile is a way of working. Okay. Um, and it's all about prioritizing and putting this week, this day. So I do a day plan every single day, really? and I put little boxes next to everything. And once I've done it, I tick it off. Really? And then that feels I good, get... That, oh, off. God, I love it. <laughs> and by the end... The end day, I'm only allowed to take one thing over until the next day. What, say that again? Oh. So, say on my day plan, yeah. so I'm only allowed to take one thing over. So if you didn't do three things, you can only take one thing over I can only take one day. thing over because that means that they're not really important and they ah. don't really need to do. But I still keep hold of them because just in case that yeah, then yeah, yeah, someone yeah. calls me and it's like, you were supposed to send me that. Yeah. Because it could be anything. When you're, when you're co-founding, yes, I do still bill. But there's so many other things that I'm doing. Yeah, of course. There's not, I'm not just candidate, candidate, candidate. And you don't, you're not smashing the phone anymore. I probably make about 10 calls a week. I do my recruitment over WhatsApp. Really? Yeah. What, as in just texting? Yeah. That's interesting. Literally clients, candidates. Mad. On WhatsApp. I change my picture depending on who I'm speaking to. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Really? It's either the dog, my boobs out. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, wow. no, it's, yeah. You, how, how, long have you, how long has it been like that, though? Because, like... Since SR2. Really? Well, probably, like, a year, actually, not... What, yeah, a year, probably but, since SR2. So, just like, like, when you say WhatsApp, like, are you just giving them updates? Are you, like, trying yeah. to give people offers on WhatsApp or, like, what? Yeah. 
really? offers, updates. I, I have done, and it's, this is not what you, I do meet every single one of my clients. Like, I don't meet every single one of my candidates. Yeah, I don't yeah, yeah, because yeah. some of them are in London, I'm in yeah, Bristol. Yeah, yeah. But I sometimes won't even speak to them and I'll just do the whole thing over text. That was with Jack Smith, I did that. Shut did up. the whole thing over text and he only works upstairs and then when he came down, I was like, please you. And he's like, hi. I was like, hi. And then we just get on really well now, which is a bit. Fucking hell. Yeah. That's mad. I know. It is. It's like, but tech's different. Tech yeah. is so different to any other industry. That's how they want to, they don't want to speak they to people. The they're phone. busy. They're, they're working themselves. Like I would much rather, I would respond to someone over text than I would over yeah, the phone. Yeah, no, I think, no, I think, I think you are right. You've got to, you've got to know what works for your market. Yeah, exactly. But I think, look, I think, if you're anyone could look at their phone and if they have a WhatsApp notification, they're going to fucking go on it and they're yeah. going to answer it. <laughs> yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? There's yeah. nothing more annoying than seeing that red yeah. notification. And don't leave me on blue. <laughs> <laughs> don't really no, no, I like that. that. I think, look, I think you've got to respect your industry. You've got to respect yeah. your market. But ultimately I think, um, look, WhatsApp is huge. Like, yeah. and you need to be using it. Like, and I think there is something about if I'm texting Alicia and she's my recruiter on WhatsApp, there's a, di- I don't know the way that I'm perceiving that is like, not not that I trust you straight away, but like, and not, um, not that we're mates, but like, it's a bit different. Yeah, than, it's like just. Do you know what I mean? More relaxed, not so corporate professional. I was speaking to my client at ten o'clock like mm. last night, yeah, just on yeah, WhatsApp. Yeah. Just yeah, but you need to stop working. You're a workaholic. No, I'm not. I'm not a workaholic. <laughs> I do actually. I'm really good at switching off. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay. a really good sleeper. Really good at switching off. Really okay. Yeah. So look, a few other things before we wrap up. Mm. So you, you do all these meet, uh, meetups and stuff, and I think recruiters love, recruitment businesses love to do meetups, and they are really effective, mm-hmm. right? So how, how, can, how can people, like, how did you go about starting those? Do you know what I mean? Any advice around that? Because a lot of people will want to do meetups, and it's a great way to generate leads and become a bit of a thought leader and a go-to person in your market. So how did you go about setting these meetups meet up? Um, it, I think it came from Naif. So Naif... Um, Nafe always did infrastructure at Randstad, did really, really well. But when he moved to, when he started S2, he was like, I want to do a new market. What am I going to do? And he's like, I'm going to do PHP. And then he started going on to the PHP meetups. And then he just said to them one day, oh, do you want us to sponsor a meetup? And they were like, yeah, that'd be, yeah, that'd be yeah. cool. Why not? We don't want you to sell. And it was the first time like, at Randstad, I'd never been to a meetup like that. Yeah. Um, and it went from there. And really? then because we all then sort of decided what markets I was doing, like I do a lot of Golang, Ruby, Python and data, even though I should specialise in one thing. I've, I've left Java, I've given Java away. I've okay. given it to Steph very oh, nice. reluctantly, but she's got she's got my baby now. But yeah, I do loads of Python, loads of data, loving Golang at the moment. Um, so then you just, because we're in Runway East as well, which is all for tech startups and scale-ups, mm. it's like new so to you Bristol. you can do meetups there? Yes, we do it in all there. Oh, okay. um, so we've got our own space. Um we do obviously Bristol Tech Volunteers meetups and all it, it just sort of came about from our markets and just doing but how, that. How and it came from Steve as well doing what, talk a bit about the process though so before we decide right okay I'm going to run a meetup or sponsor a meetup like I guess what main thing is I, I view it the same you shouldn't you shouldn't be thinking from just your perspective as to okay how can we get candidates and clients from yeah, this it's, no, you've got to view nef- it from thinking about the people attending and giving value right yeah exactly yeah. and I think you have to find something that the industry is lacking like with Bristol DevOps on Meetup it, like you, if you signed up to it it died to death basically and there was no one running it um so Steve just picked it up and was like, oh my God, no one's running this. I need really? to pick this up. I mean, Steve's like the best DevOps crew ever. He's amazing. Really? Um, 
and you just picked it up because mm. it, it no one had looked after it for the last 12 months yeah, yeah. and I'd pick that up you've got to find something that is really needed you can't just run something oh I'm just going to pick something out of yeah, thin air yeah, yeah. and just run with it you need to think really hard and I've had this question a couple of times from friends who have started up their recruitment company going should we do this as a meetup I was like mm, I don't think people are going to come so you need to look at other meetups which are out there mm. why is yours going to be different why are people going to come to yours people are busy it's after work they're tired they've got kids families etc mm. why is your meetup going to be different and literally start with a really good idea like we launch our next meetup on wednesday which is southwest lit um and we thought about it and planned it for ages um and sort of got people excited about it is this going to be are people got are they hungry for this will it work mm. and when we started speaking to people about it, they're like yeah this sounds amazing yeah so when we got enough interest we were like right we're going to launch me up yeah i i think i think just adding that i would be i would add like speech and market yeah do you know what i mean yeah. like just i think again it's and I'll ask you this after this, but I think it is about, it's just about thinking differently when you're having these conversations mm-hmm. and not just having your recruitment head on and thinking, because really what, what you're talking about, there, that's, that's marketing really. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So what you've done is you, when you're having these conversations and that's probably helped you think of these ideas is that, oh, I had like, these conversations over the last couple of weeks and they're all talking about there isn't enough diversity in our market. Yeah. Why don't we try and put something around that? So it, it's actually proactively and consciously speech your market and go, okay, well, what, what challenges are these people always talking to me about and those things and then actually use that information because mm-hmm. they're the people that are going to be attending anyway. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, and that's where Southwest Lit has come from. It's exactly that way. Exactly. Said. So it's, it's, it's there. It's be smart, do your research, but speak to your market and then, again, have the audience in mind. Don't think about it from your perspective and what you want. Think about, okay, if people do attend, what are they, what are they going to get out of it? Why mm-hmm. would they attend and those things? Yeah. Um, okay. Two, two other things that I always like to talk about. <clears throat> And I think you do this quite well. Um, is, is personal branding? You obviously, I talk about this a lot. If I look at your website, I mean, look, there's a pug on there holding a glass of prosecco. Yeah. Don't know how many recruitment companies would be happy to do that. Yeah. So, like, what, what's your view on that? I know you do a lot. Like, obviously, doing all these events, you've got your own personal brand and you've invested in it. Like, what's your view on that? And like, when did you start taking that seriously? I think I'm a really weird person. Really. Yeah. Well, you've got red hair for starters. Well, yeah, it's wild. <laughs> um, but my weirdness came out, and I think at Randstad they used to have a book that says Alicia Says from all the comments that came out. Like, is, Alicia Says. Yeah, Alicia Says. Like, is there is Christmas Day the 25th of December in Australia? And all right, just like is, weird random is Macdon- quotes. Is McDonald's Scottish? Okay. Um, just really random, yeah, like yeah, yeah. just stupid things. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, I'm gonna start like doing mail shots or sending sending clients really weird messages that get me noticed. So like one candidate, one client that I've always wanted to get in with, and I still haven't now. I've tried, I've tried for five years, and he still messaged me saying, "No, Alicia, sorry." To say that <laughs> but and I sent him a picture of a white rhino. <laughs> And he's, and he, that's it. Really? Yeah. And I just put in the subject, rhino. And he went, and he emailed me back and he said, why are you sending me a picture of a rhino? I said, have you ever seen one of these before? And he was like, no. And I sent him a candidate and I went, bet you haven't seen one of, seen him oh, before. That's, 
Oh my god, that's so cheesy. Yeah, I love so it though. Cheesy. That's class. But and like the other day, and I said, and I always say to the guys, I say, be unique, be different. Like, yeah, yeah, don't yeah. worry about what other people think. Like, they're gonna if they if they worry about what they think, then they're gonna be thinking about you. Mm. So there's a company in London called Yoti, and they do. Like, you know, when Monzo, when you set up a bank, you have to do a, a picture of your mm. face and speak about it. Well, they do that. So they do scan your picture for identity. Mm. So I was like, they had loads of clients. And I was like, oh, I want to get this client on. Like, this seemed really cool. Just randomly came across them. And so their pitch, their opening of their website says, take a selfie here. So I screenshotted, I snap, snipped yeah. their thing and just took a picture of myself like this. Yeah. And then... Sent, put it on top of their logo and said, insert selfie here and just sent a picture like that. And I was like, so I know you're looking for a Golang developer. I've got this guy. What do you think? Blah, blah, blah. And just sent it, sent it to them. And they were like, hmm, interesting. <laughs> um, some of the, even the way that I speak, and this is my brand, what I always say is I speak to people, I speak when I'm putting things on social media to anyone, like I would speak to Yeah, you're being here, authentic. You're being yourself. Or anywhere else. And like... Even like Nave, Nave speaks. He's very literate, 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 yeah, literate. Yeah. Really good with English. I'm awful with English. Yeah, I'm yeah. it's awful. My mm. spelling's bad. Everything, but I know what I'm talking about. Like, people know what I mean. Like, so yeah. what if they're there or who yeah, or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I just say like I put peace on the end of my LinkedIn messages. I know it's a professional network, but so what? And I put yeah, like being you. I put a picture of a giraffe the other day, just randomly. Like I think. Just, I make myself laugh. I don't care if I don't make anyone else laugh. But your uniqueness is just being yourself. Do yeah. not get stuck in what other people want you to be. No. Like, have something different. If you're in the tech industry, people want you to be different. Because mm. tech is different. Mm. It's cool. It's unique. Don't wear a suit. Well, you can wear a suit. Sorry, I shouldn't say don't wear a suit. <laughs> but no, just, just be, be you. Dif- yeah, be yourself. Be you. Like, don't worry about what other people think so much. Because if you do, you will literally be the same person that says... Even Maz coming in from Maz has come in from another company. He's worked in the Lloyd's London financial yeah. services market. He's with London to us today, and he yeah. said to me last night, "Should I wear a suit tomorrow?" I said, "Don't you dare wear a suit." Really? And like, even his emails are so like formal, yeah, and mine yeah, are like, yeah, yeah. "Hey, want this candidate? Really good, sixty-five grand, available yeah. immediately. Let me know. Cheers, bye." Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's like, "Good afternoon, my name is Maris." <laughs> <laughs> so but that's like, him being him, though. Yeah, of course. But that's him being him because that's how he's been told to be not how who he wants who, to be yeah okay fair enough so just try, yeah, just yeah, add yeah. a little something something about yeah, you yeah, yeah. and it will work and people you'll build relationships like you wouldn't believe yeah no i've yeah i love that i don't know if that means everyone listening should start sending pictures of white rhinos to, no uh, don't, no, don't. no look i totally get don't. where you're co- coming from and just i think do something a bit different yeah but i think it? i think this also things. i think a big part of this is that you now own your own business right yeah so you call the shots do you know what i mean and and you you're building the business um that you want and i think that's the amazing thing about personal branding is that it's no one can take that away from you it's alicia teagle this is who you are and i think that is the great thing about it is that that is everyone's biggest asset it's their network it's their reputation it's what people say behind behind closed doors and Mm -hmm. i think uh, great advice and i think it is from day one as quickly as you can although it is difficult at the beginning be yourself because Mm -hmm. trying to manufacture someone else or try and be certain things because you think that's what people want isn't sustainable and it's it's, it's not going to work long term yeah. do you know what i mean um cool before i let you go then what um what's your view on um mindset in recruitment oh. i know because i think you have it quite naturally do you know what i mean like you're clearly someone that 
cracks on, ride the fucking difficult times. Yeah. You're clearly doing well. You're saying you don't worry, don't worry about other people's opinions, whereas that's a real problem in today's world, right? Yeah. There's so many people paralyzed by people's other people's opinions and that's really helps in recruitment. But it seems like you, you sort of naturally you're just just smashing it. But like what is there anything that I don't know that's helped you go through those things that's worth talking about quickly? Um, I think I'm sometimes really good at hiding it as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, like bowling don't, up. Yeah, don't get me wrong. There's, like, it's so easy to put on a front. And yeah, like, of course I it can is. really easily put on a front. And there are times where I just go home like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, to the dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, like... I wish, I, and honestly, like so many people say to me, how do you do what you do? Or how do you do this? Like women rock, you juggle women rock, you juggle this, yeah, this, yeah. this, this, this. I love what I do. Like, mm. and. So all that's what I mean, really. That's what you're saying is like, you love what you do. Yeah. So in your head, it's not work. Yeah, no, it's not. I, I love coming to work every day. Yeah. With success comes money. Yeah. I'm not money driven anymore. That has completely gone out the window. Like when I was asking that four years ago, I was like, when's my next? I need yeah, money. Yeah, yeah, I need yeah. more money. I need to face more people. That is so gone. I'm not money driven anymore. Um, because really? I care about other things. Yeah. Like mm. it, that's just completely gone. And when I was speaking to Chris the other day, he's like, you've just had your best ever month. Like, and I had, I did like mm. a crazy, crazy, like, month I, d- I don't like speaking about yeah, like yeah, figures cool, etc cool. but and I was like yeah yeah it's weird yeah. you say that I, I was speaking to um Anila previously about this is like when I had my biggest paycheck in recruitment I look I remember just looking at my phone and was like oh, I don't I don't feel anything yeah do you know what I mean it's, it's mad. weird I know it's so weird and and because my buzz comes from other things now my buzz comes from helping people like women rock is like my biggest thing ever like mm. I absolutely love it like if I can I it baffles me how companies are still having diversity problems like mm. you can hire the most diverse company if you really wanted to yeah, yeah. get someone who knows it there are some amazing diversity and inclusion consultants there's amazing recruiters out there yeah, yeah. me um, <laughs> um they can help and like I love doing women rock and I'm changing women rock to to something which is going to be announced very soon cool cool um but and find something that you love about that whether yeah, yeah. it be like if you love AI or if you love machine yeah. learning something so, like that so just love what, it. what's helped you throughout is you've ended up and what, what I like to say to that is like not you're not gonna like I think it's fair to say correct me if I'm wrong but you don't love every single part of your job right no of course there's not there's parts that you don't yeah. enjoy doing but you, ha- you know you have to do mm-hmm. but I think that's what I always used to say to candidates when I was helping them through the whole career change and stuff is like for me, it's about aiming for a job that you love 90% of the time. Mm. And you are going to have to do things that you don't like. Mm-hmm. But it's about, if you're doing a job where um, only like 30, 25, 10% of the time you actually enjoy doing it, it's like, you need to fucking see, like, this is real shit. Yeah. You spend a lot of time in work, in your career. Mm-hmm. You need to change that. Mm-hmm. But there's always, because it's the classic now, it's like, follow your passion. But it's like, that isn't, quite practical it's like yeah. actually you are going to do stuff that you don't like but you need to make sure the majority of the time you're doing things that actually you enjoy and you love and, and those things right yeah, yeah, yeah. so Absolutely. I think look I think all you're saying there is that and it's very clear and apparent the way you're talking about it stuff which is, is great to see but it's like um, when you do when you do generally really enjoy a lot of the things that you do you're not you're not going to be stressed and those things because it's you're, you're willing to give it your all because mm-hmm. it's something you really enjoy right yeah absolutely. love it amen so, amen love it so look um what are you excited about? So you've mentioned quite a few things, but before I let you go, what, what are you excited about in your world? 
sleeping. No. <laughs> um, what am I excited about? I like I am thirty in February next year, so I've got a list Ooh. of thirty things to do before I'm thirty. Um, one of them was buy a house that I bought on the twenty second of December, um, which is amazing. But I also had like weddings, buying a house. Like the end of last year was mental. It was so mad. So what, you're thirty now. And I'm thirty in February oh, next okay. year. Okay. So I've got thirty things to do before I'm thirty. I want to go to Australia. Um, want to do a skydive over the palm in Dubai. Oh. Um, want to so you made my... a list. Yeah, I've made a thirty-four, thirty list. And other things I'm excited about are just seeing what we can do with the business. Like I sometimes sit back and we all do all four founders, and we just go, "What the? Like, how the fuck? Yeah, is this how are we doing it? Like, it? and so, and I've said it a couple of times. People do go, "How are you doing it?" And like, I don't really know. Like, we just we just do it, and. Um, I'm excited to grow. I'm ex- so excited to see my little babies, my little girls, not babies, like the girls in work <laughs> and the boys, of course, just like flourish and just, just thrive, do so yeah. well. Like, and I just can't wait to see what they do. Um, hopefully get another work trip in. We were in Amsterdam a couple of weeks ago and it was mental. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, what I'm about to launch, Southwest Lit, hopefully go into different areas obviously we've got a huge account at the moment so can't wait to to see where that leads and and what we can do of it and really change the culture of a huge corporate company and take hopefully some control over it Mm. um and yeah and just just enjoy being 30 (laughs) (laughs) and find a husband love it love it love it but yeah no life awesome awesome so look um what i always obviously would like to ask before you leave Mm. If you could um, communicate to every recruiter, they'd listen to Alicia, they'd take on your advice, they'd implement your advice tomorrow. Could be a phrase, sentence. Okay. What would you say? Should I say my favourite quote? Go on. It's not going to resonate to everyone. It's a bit cheesy. No. Okay, go on. Just say it now. (laughs) I've got two though. All right, well, say the one that you were going to say first. Okay, the first one is... The secret to being a kick-ass woman in a male-dominated industry is mm. just to be really fucking good at it. Okay. And the second one is well-behaved women rarely make history. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. But in terms of that, like, end, ending words would just be, just fucking go and smash it. Mm. Yeah. Nice and simple. There you go. Awesome. Look, thank you so much. It's been thank an you. absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for your time.